Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of How Marvelous. Uh, this show we're doing about the classic Marvel series, What If? Hi, I'm Max. Oh, hi. <laughs> hi, I'm Mickey. We haven't recorded in a minute. Uh, I'm JR. I, I was doing? more waiting to, I was more waiting to see if you were going to be like, this is the third time we've recorded this episode. <gasps> is it the third? I don't know. Maybe this, maybe maybe Whatever. just the second. <laughs> Either way, we've had some problems, uh, but it's yeah. it's fine. It's whatever. We're we're here to do it right uh, eventually, I guess. So yeah, everybody doing good in in spite of uh, you know i mean as as good as you can in the middle of a global crisis i mean we're recording a comic book podcast in the middle of a pandemic i think we're okay yeah like it's it's this or sit around just rocking back and forth going like end of the world well you need to take a break from that yeah exactly that's what i was gonna say was i mean you, you act as though that's not what I'm doing half the time anyway. Right. So, anyway. It's go to work, rock in a corner, do a podcast, sleep, go to work. Probably drink at some point then, right. too. Right. Yeah. Modern life. Yeah. Woohoo. All right. Yeah. So I can't, I can't imagine Chaplin doing a Modern Times in 2020. <laughs> um all right, so what if volume one, number six, is uh, written by Roy Thomas, Christy Marks, Rick Hoberg, and Don Glutt? Because apparently you need four people to churn out what if the Fantastic Four had different powers. Uh, penciler, <laughs> penciled by Jim Craig and Rick Hoberg. Inked by Sam Granger, colored by Phil Rachelson, lettered by John Costanza and Joe Rosen, and edited by Roy Thomas and Archie Goodwin. And ooh we do we have a barn burner for this issue. Um, the, the brain trust at the House of Ideas were given carte blanche to do literally whatever they wanted, and they decided, hey, what if the exact same thing, but like people could do slightly different things yeah what what if we took the fantastic 4 and com- completely stripped them of any allegorical meaning to their powers i love right. it yeah yeah well yeah and and the 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 allegory that they have here is not super great for some of them like you know in sue's case so the powers that they wind up with are ben gets wings johnny becomes mandroid uh reed loses his body and just becomes a floating brain called big brain and sue basically gets the stretching powers and the reason here is the reason that we are ostensibly given is that while Reed is incredibly 
like uh, incredibly adaptable and able to flow and change with what is presented to him. In Sue's case, it's basically just she has no personality of her own and is able to become whatever she needs to for that exact moment. And it's just like, oh, I mean, that's <laughs> on the nose, but ew. Yeah, but they're not I mean, doing read any favors That's how women work, right? Because, yeah. But they're not doing read any favors here either because, like, that's the whole nightmare scenario that ends up becoming the modern Reed Richards. Like we all make constant jokes about like, if he were given, he is a hair's breadth away from Mr. Sinister on any other, like anything. Not only that, he, he, he literally is in this in this case. He's he's the maker. He's um, yeah. He's uh, uh, the leader of the four from Planetary. He's every bad version, but they're still just like, no, nah, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. It's fine. Yeah. He's telepathic and can in you know influence. He he takes over things or not things. Ben's brain at the very beginning of this, just to get him to stop fighting them, and they treat it like. And he's just like, I'm sorry, Ben, I'll never do it again. And everyone's like, okay. And then he does it again, I think. And it's like, okay, so I've been listening to The Expanse again because I'm a hopeless nerd. (laughs) And uh, I fucking love those books. I'm sorry. And uh, the there's a thing in the second book or fourth book that's about like once is... uh, like an impossibility like that can never happen and your brain your human brain will just be like well that can never happen again but twice and that's always right like this is now who you are and that's yeah that's read now yeah yeah uh it's (laughs) it's basically a matter of time i mean really like so at the end of this issue, he winds up taking over Dr. Doom's body. Again, and, you know, like, without consent, just because to him, he's a bad guy. And, and like, come on, he, well, he's yeah, a biased you know, dis- uh, jury on that. Super villains, super villains don't get rights. Um, no, God, You no. know, dementia, uh, the uh, negative zone prison, like, whatever. Super <laughs> Guantanamo, why not? Toss, um, toss those pricks into f- the Phantom Zone and let them die. Uh, actually, yeah. I have a question about this. Uh, do you think Charles Xavier was uh, jealous? Do I think who was jealous? Charles Xavier. Because uh, Mr. Fantastic managed to skip right past all of the bullshit of having to deal with like being a, uh, being hated and feared. Uh, he, he, he got to no longer have to deal with his stupid-ass body. He was just a, a floating brain that could reach out, and everyone would forgive him for his transgressions. Yes. I, I think Charles Xavier is sitting there in his chair that he can't move from, and just like, fuck that guy. Son of a, I, son of a bitch, he gets to yell at whoever he wants, and it's fine? <laughs> I, I will say, given, you know, given who we now know Charles Xavier to be. Mm. Um, I'm honestly surprised he didn't 
do that. Like, at the very least, get himself a body that could walk. Like, <laughs> just, I don't know. Like, I... Like, just I'm, one of those days he catches Eric without his helmet on, and it's just, I'm in! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, like, the thing about it is, so he takes over Doom's body, and I think, like, I think that the shine is going to wear off at some point, and he'll be like, yeah, I've got a body again, but I'm also still horribly disfigured. I could trade up. Like, yeah. I, could, I could go out and get get myself a Ryan Reynolds or a David Beckham or whoever, well, like, like, or, you know, an Idris Elba or whoever. And just right. or, like, or like, what about Thor? Just jump into Thor's body. Now you have the power of Thor. Uh, and, and on top of that, do you really want to spend the rest of your life every day you look in the mirror? Not only do you see a disfigured face, but it's your college roommate. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I definitely would want, would not want that. I, all of my college roommates yeah. were like assholes or chronic masturbators. <laughs> and, uh, there's really, yeah. there's really only one that I could think of that I'm like, okay. And I don't know how he's doing right now. So maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so this issue is basically like, you know, they have different superpowers. And then uh, Doc Doom shows up at the Baxter building and he's like, hey, Reed, sucks that you're a brain. Maybe we could uh, talk about that. And Reed's like, yeah, okay. And then he gets him on a he gets him on a ship and back to Latveria. And then it's like, oh, Turns out I'm actually Doctor Doom still, and uh, but then the other FF members show up, and they they go to save him. But then Reed takes over Doom's body, and uh, that's our new Fantastic Four now. Basically yeah. the same. And, and, and I so want to read that. I want to read. Uh, uh, read, read. Ha! <laughs> I want to read books about Reed Richards having to actually govern a country, and have to deal with <laughs> other people that he can't just ignore because he has uh, I mean, responsibilities. They did that during Wade's run, uh, somewhat after like Doom had been deposed, and Reed Richards kind of takes over Latveria. And oh I yeah, mean, but like. That, like like, there's a whole you know. process to that that involves the people being like, no, we're done with you and we want something new. This is literally just being like, have you noticed that our supreme leader is, like, not murdering people randomly? Have you noticed that? The fuck is wrong? I I had a dissenting thought the other day and I wasn't disappeared. <laughs> he but. he said, I'll take that into consideration. And I've been waiting for my face to just be, like, ripped off by dogs. But the dogs never came. The A Doombot brought me freshly baked scones. <laughs> like, you ever notice how these Doombots now start looking like Richards? Yeah, that's kind of weird. Actually, there's, there's a moment early on... Um, 
Uh, two, two wonderful... No, actually, no, I'm going to jump into it. Three wonderful images that are just delightfully stupid. Uh, number one, Dr. Doom is one of those guys who intentionally buys merchandise of people he hates so that he can destroy it. He has a action figure of Reed Richards. Now, it is a shirtless action figure of his college roommate for some fucking reason. And he pops its head off in anger. He is one of those assholes who took their Nikes and burned them. He, yeah. That is He's a total the, Doctor uh, Doom the move. Ethan Van Skyver <laughs> with the Rosico yeah. action figures. Just like, yeah. I'm going to cut her up. And it's just like, Disney got the money anyway, bro. Yeah. yeah, thanks for thanks for the purchase, you dumb shit. Uh, the second thing is Reed's ridiculous brain tubes uh, to get around his his laboratory. He's created this kind of uh, Futurama style tube system it's a, just for his fucking brain. It's a hamster tube for <laughs> his brain. That's all it is. What what I can't what I can't fathom is why he hasn't just built a body like right right that's honestly the you're, first thing that i was thinking was like you're reed goddamn you're, richards <laughs> and you have act you still have access and apparently psionic control of all of your machinery and you're fabricating equipment and all of that stuff right. like it's still the fucking baxter building and apparently you can press buttons with your mind so yeah. why aren't you building yourself a goddamn mecha body and then, hold on, why aren't you going full fucking MCU Iron Man with it and building increasingly elaborate mecha bodies? Like, that's Oh god, un- until the Baxter building itself comes apart and starts turning into a giant Reed Richards. Yes. That would be great. Like the like that robot toy from the movie Big. Yes. But like, oh my god. It just pops out of Reed Richards' head, and it's just like... Let's go, Mecha Stalin. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the th- the third bizarre image that uh, I, I I have a timing question, and thankfully you guys are old school nerds, so you might know this. Um, so I was thinking about the allegories and what the sto- what, what the new powers represent, mm. and of course Ben Grimm is supposed to be Jack Kirby. Uh, in a later episode, we will actually get to a point where. Ben Grimm is Jack Kirby for an oh. issue, and it's highly stupid. Uh, however, <laughs> yeah. um, what what year did Jack Kirby leave Marvel for DC? Shit. Uh, it wasn't. See. It would have been. It wasn't seventy five because I think that's when he came back. Jeez. <sighs> be, be, yeah, because I'm I'm just trying to think about the. Oh no! But continue. I, uh, that is a good question. Well, he came back Um, to Cap. We read Cap on the other show, like, when he came back. Yeah. We we read that. would have been 76. That was 75 or 76. We read a shitload of Cap that week. So it could have been a whole year. Um, but, like, 75 or 76 is when Kirby came back to DC. This is 77. He okay, because because I was nineteen seventy. Okay, nineteen seventy. Okay, I was wondering if there was any any um, secret meaning, uh, sad or angry behind. Well, Jack Kirby's standing character now has wings and flies away. Honestly, there God, he goes. It still could though, because <laughs> like 
from Warren Ellis's Do Anything, I have learned that the the understanding was Jack Kirby never left an office with a wall unpunched. So, like, <laughs> you can't you can't say that it's still not some sort of like weird dig at him. I don't know, like that that there his relationship with everyone in comics is so complicated because visionary yes unless you give him too much leash then still visionary but like what are you doing and like complicated because he fucking fought everybody on everything and i just yeah no it could still be a minor weird dig that we gave him weird leathery bat wings and yeah that's still jack (laughs) Because we felt like it. Because we felt like it that week. I don't know where where he was. Literally, geographically, where he was in that week of nineteen seventy, early seventy seven, is probably predictive of what this means. And I don't like. It's (laughs) too complicated to parse. Yeah, I, I like to think that uh, that uh, Roy was uh, sitting in his office, got off the phone, and just screamed, "Jack Kirby is a fucking demon!" Yeah, and someone went, "Yeah, yeah, probably." Like yeah. I can't, I cannot dissuade that idea. <laughs> the the thing about it is, so uh, he he left shortly after this came out, so. I mean, the writing was probably already on the wall. Uh, And so, yeah, it was, it may well have been that it was just like, Jack Kirby, he's here, but he's really only here to go. Uh, And so that may have been part of it. I knew that his, I don't know. I knew that his stint in, at Marvel in the 70s was particularly short. Like, he shows up, yeah. he does... A... He does Cap, Eternals, and some Black Panther. Yeah, and then and, and then uh... he gets mad at somebody, or somebody gets mad at him. That part's a little fuzzy, and it always is. And then he goes back to DC, <laughs> and then they're, like, this, this coming up time, him going back to DC, is when they're gonna fuck with his Superman heads, and then he leaves again. Um, so... What's what's really annoying here is that the problem is that um, that if we take if we look at the allegorical side of the powers in this issue, um, Reed and Sue can still be taken as okay. They may be kind of work, right? But, you know, the thing, the thing about it is, if you look at Johnny and Ben in the normal continuity, their powers being taken as, you know, Johnny's a hothead, ergo fire. Yeah. And Ben puts up a tough exterior, ergo rock. Uh, those are things that are endemic to who they are. Yeah. Whereas in this one, Ben gets wings because he's a pilot, 
And it's just like, <laughs> you are reduced to what you do for a living. And Johnny gets powers based on a thing he likes. Not, not even like who he specifically is, but just, oh, you're a bit of a gearhead. Okay. You're a robot uh, oh God. now. I suddenly want to rewrite this uh, uh, totally the same, except Johnny is a war dog. <laughs> it's a shiny and chrome. Witness me! <laughs> but yeah, just perfect. Just, so. just set in the 60s. All good. So, overall, what do you think? Ah, oh my. Um, so this this thing suffers from compression to the extent that uh, re 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 reading it, I wasn't actually even reading it. I I was yeah. looking at the pretty pictures and going, Jesus fucking Christ, how did people ever read these? <laughs> it's really, but at the same time, like it has enough. It's really fucking weird because it has enough time at the beginning to do five or six pages like i know these are longer issues but it still does five or six pages at the at the beginning to like remind me where the fantastic four the 616 fantastic four got their powers and i'm like just let's go let's and introduce the idea of the other reality where reed became the thing and blah 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 yeah it does all that and it's like just yeah yeah, but like, but who is who is that for? I mean, it's it's like okay, uh, you're 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 a random person in the mid seventies, and you've picked up of all things a copy of What If, talking about this super team called the Fantastic Four, and it's like, I, are you telling me that you picked up a right. copy of What If, and you have no fucking clue? Like, I understand if you do a splash page at the beginning, being like, "Behold, your heroes," but what if? Right. But they gave it a full like lead into a normal story. There's no well, reason to give it. This is page goddamn eight. So yeah. two things. Number one, you know, we're still operating at a point at which you have to assume that every issue is somebody's first, regardless of what the book is. You cannot assume that people know anything about the thing you're talking about. The other thing is, as someone, I mean, I grew up reading What If, and there were a lot of issues of What If that dealt with things that I knew nothing about. If it had not been for <laughs> for those recap stories, sure. I, or recap pages right. of like, you know, here's how things actually went. I'd have been like, okay, but where's the change? Like, this is a, sure, okay, Deathlock, you know, killed this guy instead of that guy. What does that mean? Like, you know, so. Oh, and like, like I, I told, you're, you're absolutely right. Absolutely. I guess my only concern or complaint with that is like, with Deathlock, yeah, totally. With with um, I don't know, uh, uh, War. No, that's that's DC. Um, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll just stick with Deathlock. With Deathlock, yeah, totally. With the X Men, considering their canon, absolutely. The fan fucking tastic fuck four. No, I yeah. know, I know, but but like I said, you know, it's it's one of those things that they. 
especially since you know we're still we're still talking about a point where comics were considered largely by the whole of society to be for children and illiterates you know you cannot you cannot assume anything about what someone knows going into any given issue so we, we only have illiterates reading this we have to make sure that we repeat everything in print for the illiterates <laughs> well yeah but still uh anyway okay overall i don't love it i would say skip this one yeah 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 it's like if you're a completionist and you just really want to read every issue of what if okay but like you know in re in looking back over it uh so that we could record this time around i was struck by the fact that i was like you know we spent a long time recapping the last time we recorded exactly what happened in this issue and really we didn't have to all we had to do was just be like they have different powers and then doc doom shows up reed takes him over whatever done like and i mean that's that's the other thing is like there isn't any in the middle of this like for recap's sake there's the standard we assault castle latveria and or castle doom in latveria and uh split up and each of the new powered people gets like traps that are specifically designed for them to escape from and blah 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 but like that actually doesn't do anything but like minor minor spectacle like it just it doesn't inform the character anymore it's just like and then they use their different powers in a way that you could see coming yeah Ta-da. Yeah. Yay. It's it's not yeah. super interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I have to, I have I have to totally agree with your rating that um uh uh if for some reason you find yourself recording a podcast in which you review all of the issue issues of what if Yeah, and I guess you have in to that read it. Specific <laughs> circumstance. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so not a good issue. Not a good issue. Uh, Bad. All right. Well, uh, join us next time when uh, we will be getting the first of our uh, the first issue of the several stories following a theme uh, kind of issue. Uh, what if a bunch of different people had become Spider Man? Uh, so join us then, and, uh, I don't know. Take it easy. Bye. (laughs) Try not to die. Yeah, that.